Welcome to Adventures in Evaluation Podcast with James Coyle and Kylie Hutchinson. Hi, I'm James Coyle. I'm an internal evaluator with a large regional health authority. And I'm Kylie Hutchinson. I'm an independent evaluator with uh, my own consulting company. And when you put us together, you get Adventures in Evaluation Podcast. The yin and the yang of evaluation. Well, today we're going to have more than yin and yang. We're going to have two guests. That's right. That's exciting. So who do we have today on this happy Halloween? Well, here's the scoop, folks. So um, AEA is uh, a highlight of the year, of the, of the evaluator social calendar. And um, unfortunately, this year, both James and I were not able to go to AEA. Um, wah, I am actually... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Well, I know, I know. So, um, uh, but on the plus side, I'm actually working in Zambia right now on a M&E contract. And uh, James, what's your excuse? I have a good one. What's yours? Yeah, my excuse is the lame old budget one. Usually, uh, well, every year we send someone from my team uh, to go to AEA. And actually, this is the first year in a few that we're, uh, we're not able to send anyone, in part because our team's a little short-staffed. Uh, the good news is uh, someone's gone on mat leave, and that's that's great for their family. Um, but we actually have had some uh, budget restrictions and uh, combined that with heavy workload. And the best we can do, which I'm actually quite excited about, is that we have people on the ground, uh, colleagues of ours who have you know, been able to do some recordings and uh, that yeah. we'll interview today and that will bring us AEA. Yeah, we have um, we have cub reporters. So we were trying to think, you know, who could we ask? And two names kind of immediately came to mind for me. One was Pat Mueller. I've just um, seen Pat at a number of conferences, and I've just always well, first of all, she always shows up in a lot of the same sessions that I go to. But also, I just I found her really articulate and really well spoken. So that was um, one of our first choices. And then the second is Amy Germuth, who I really got to know well last summer at the uh, Summer Evaluation Institute and. In Atlanta. And we just kind of thought these are two good people who could be on the ground and be our eyes and ears at AEA. So uh, so do you want to bring them in, James? Yep, absolutely. Let's go to that. Okay, so we're here and we have our two special guests. We have Amy Germuth and uh, Pat Mueller. So ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves? Yes, I'm Amy Germuth. I'm the owner of EvalWorks LLC in Durham, North Carolina, and I focus on education evaluation as an independent consultant. Hi, I'm Pat Muller, and I'm with Evergreen Evaluation and Consulting. We're located just outside of Burlington, Vermont. We're a small business that focuses on evaluation of federally funded special education programs. Oh, that's great. And, you know, we're both thrilled, really thrilled to have you here and also really appreciative of uh, the task that you've taken on as being um, our podcast cub reporters. So um, I think we're just, James and I were saying that regretfully we could make the conference this year. And so I think we're just really interested to hear um, some of your insights or highlights for for you. And um, I know that you both have also done some interviews of conference attendees. So, um, Pat, do you want to explain a little bit about the interviews that you did? Sure. Uh, Amy and I got together and uh, collaborated on uh, just some very brief um, 
prompts, questions, if you will. Um, what was the hot topic at AEA this year? We thought that would be important information to know. What's the takeaway from this year's conference that will impact or affect uh, the, the, inter the interviewees' work back in their, in their home and in their work? Uh, and what was missing from this year's conference? And then, of course, the traditional, any additional comments. So we got together and uh, developed those questions, and then we basically circulated throughout the uh, conference over uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and on into Saturday um, to uh, just uh, pull folks aside and get their, get their perceptions of the conference. Great. So, well, let's start with your own perception. So, Amy, what, um, what, what did you find? What were the hot topics? What were your major takeaways? I know you've been to quite a few conferences. What were some of the highlights for you? Um, yes, this is my um, probably 13th conference. I've been going since I think 1999, 2000. Um, wow. You know, one of the hot one of the hot things happening this year, um, and and partly my my TIG supported this, were the Ignite sessions. Um, this year, AEA had um, a few sessions that were all Ignite sessions, and then as part of the data visualization and reporting topical interest group, our business meeting was also Ignite sessions around data visualization and reporting. Um, I think those really jazzed up folks who either attended um, our business meeting or the general AEA um, conference and attended some of those sessions, and people saw different ways that they could uh, present their work, whatever it might be, and different ways that they could present it in a quick and enjoyable, informative way that took five minutes or less. Pat, what about you? Well, similar to uh, uh, to what Amy was talking about, I there were a number of folks that I chatted with that um, very clearly data visualization was a hot topic for them. And uh, there were a couple of folks that in particular mentioned the potent presentations uh, and again, being excited by the, by the Ignite sessions. Um, and closely tied to that, there were quite a few folks that their their sort of hot topic was evaluation use, and I and I think that's um, interesting. I think there the the potentially one leads to the other. The evaluation use is tied closely with data visualization, and I think folks are really starting to think through um, uh, moving away from more traditional reporting formats and really uh, how do we get our our uh, our clients to use the the data that we're producing and we can do that through data visualization. What was it like to actually do interviews at an evaluation conference? Did you feel uh, right at home? Uh, was it so simple because these are other evaluators and they were willing to play along? So this is Amy. I didn't find it very simple. Um, for a couple of reasons, it was hard to find a place um, for me when I when I was around persons that was was quiet enough to get the good quality. The other thing is, um, evaluators are busy at AEA. They're jumping from presentation to presentation to business meeting to other events. So I, I did run into people being just plain too busy, right. or sometimes it was just plain too early. Right, right. How about you, Pat? Oh, I had a similar experience with one woman. It was about eight in the morning and I went over to see if she might uh, participate and she just said, you know, it's just too early. I'm just not awake enough. Um, but by <laughs> large, folks were, they were, they were very receptive um, once I explained what we were doing. And um, the fun, I, one of the fun things for me was interviewing um, a fair number of first timers 
And um, I don't know how many times I heard the word overwhelming, uh, not just from the first time pr- time uh, folks, but also from uh, certainly the the uh, you know, the veterans um, commented on on how many sessions there are and how diverse they are and uh, trying to figure out how to get to from one to another, but. Overall, uh, participants uh, really commented on um, how much they love the conference, uh, how, um, you know, even for first-timers, how um, friendly folks are. So why don't we go to one of those interviews, I think, with uh, a first-time attendee uh, from Ukraine. Your first time, right? Yeah, this is my first time, and actually, I'm just so happy to be here because I just really um, the, the the title of this conference is um, um, relations, the complex ecologies, relationship, relationships, relevance, um, and I would say that uh, here the most important thing is actually how the evaluation is used worldwide. You know, what is the developments, what are the trends, how actually to um, convene all the stakeholders to use the analysis and result the results of evaluation in their day-to-day work, what are the challenges, you know, which people from different fields actually uh, see and how, and they just share their experience, how to cope with those stuff. Well, she was just a delight. Um, she was so enthusiastic and so happy to be there. Uh, and the work that she's doing, I thought was very interesting. She is doing evaluation work with migration. I just, um, I just wanted to ask um, Amy, who's been going to 13 conferences now. <laughs> you know, I, I, I listened to, to, to uh, like Pat, Pat said, you know, there was a lot of comments about the, the, the intensity of the days and how they're all jam-packed. And I know uh, when we interviewed Susan, Susan Kessler, you know, she acknowledged this as well and how it's grown over time. And, and I was just wondering, Amy, how do you, how do you deal with it every year? Do you just kind of gear yourself up and say, okay, I'm going to have seven days of intense evaluation or, um, you know, well, is there any kind of uh, solution for, for this or is this just kind of the way that AEA is always going to be? Well, I, I think it's kind of the way AEA is always going to be, and, and there's a benefit to that because there's something for everybody at AEA, and I think that's what makes AEA such an outstanding conference. Um, I usually try and identify where I'm going to go in advance, um, usually by persons I know to be presenting on interesting topics or whatever they have to say is a value almost, so it just depends. Um, well, pe- people like Jane Davidson, John Gargani, um, Tarek Azam, those are some people that I've really started following, and I, I try and look at what they're doing. When I interviewed um, some folks this this time for this podcast, um, at, I think at least three of them mentioned they wanted an AEA app for their Android or, or iPhone right. and um, where they could look and you know see who was presenting what next and, and kind of be checking on it on a constant basis so that they had more up to date than than in the you know particular you get a big AEA book of, of who's presenting when and where. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, let's go to a couple of those interviews where people talk about the development and uh, the prospects of having an app. What's missing from this year's conference, if anything? I, I heard a suggestion that there should be an uh, an app for the for our uh, uh, our program guide, so that you know we could save some of the paper on some of the books and just uh, um, you know mix with the internet. Then we have an app and can actually find places. Those are good ideas. Anything else you'd like to add about this year's conference? No, it's just 
it's always great to meet with people and, and touch base with the people you see online and see on email. Anything you think that's missing from this year's evaluation or could be improved? You know, not that I can think of. I w I'm going to have to think a little bit more about it. Um, you know, the one thing I thought might be great as I was, and this is really about more of a logistical thing, is that it would be neat to have someone come in and design an app for the program, which I'm sure you guys have heard this before, <laughs> but you know, something where you can kind of go through and you can pull over what you're interested in for a particular time slot and kind of um, save that information and look at it later instead of the book and the more complicated website that is, I mean, it's great to have the searchable program, but I think an app where you can save what you're interested in would be fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Sure. I, I was interested to ask Pat in one of her interviews, what was so horrible about Reno? I didn't make it to that one. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody's first conference, and uh, yeah, it got panned yes. pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm at, at like Amy. I'm a 13 year. I, I started in 1999 as well. So and and Reno was one of the. I can Amy. Do you? I don't remember what year it was. But 2003 or four, maybe. The deal with Reno was that it was in a casino. They must have gotten a bargain basement deal on the on the uh, you know the the rooms and whatnot and the facilities. And it was in a casino, so and it was in a casino that was not close to anything. And so you would leave your room in the morning and go down through the very smoke-filled casino, um, through the through the casino itself, and then into the conference area. So it just was not not very conducive to um, you know to really uh, uh, having a place for uh, for a, a professional meeting. Yeah, so no slot machines this year in uh, in, in Minnesota. <laughs> no, no slot machines. No, uh, not this year. So um, I was also interested in um, a couple of other things. You you just talked about Reno. It seems that um, some of the folks really struggled to um, to answer the question, "What's missing from the conference?" Uh, but some folks identified a bit of a a challenge with the convention center and, and maybe the layout. What's been missing from this year's conference? Oh, um, I, I guess what I'll say is that because of the layout with the hotel and the convention center, there just feels like there's more of a disconnect. We, we as attendees don't it's not as convenient, not as easy to, to get together. That's when I think about, and I thought about that, it's interesting you bring that up. I thought about Denver, which was somewhat similar, though we had most of the sessions in the hotel, but we had to go across the street to the convention center. Um, but as a group, we could all meet in the lobby. The same was true in San Antonio. Um, but this, the hotel we were in this year, just didn't have that capacity. And of course, the convention center. You know, it's a walk, but that's not a big deal. It's just a, it's just a disconnect. Yeah, the the layout was that we were at the conference center center in Minneapolis, and it meant that we were pretty spread out. So, you know, it's interesting. I went through the conference. I was there Wednesday through Sunday and didn't see two of my very good friends from North Carolina, didn't run into them at any point in the conference. And I think that was part of the challenge for um, people who like you know, AEA, I think it provides a great opportunity for networking, and it was a little bit harder to network with this space being so so large, and especially if you were in any of the satellite hotels. 
You know, I um, did uh, a very non-rigorous kind of qualitative analysis of the interview content uh, content that you guys did, and I was really quite um, interested to see that a number of people mentioned as the hot topic, the, the actual theme of the conference. What is your, the hot topic for you at AEA this year? Well, it's been really interesting for me, this whole idea of complexity, because that's something that I deal with in my work all the time. You know, multi-countries, multi-sites, multi-sectoral programs, and so listening to other people talk about how they deal with complexity has been really helpful for me. I've really enjoyed the um, theme and the focus of the conference this year. It really speaks to the type of work I do. I'm a little bit guilty, you know. When, when I go to when I go to the conference, I really don't care what the theme is. You know, I have my areas that I'm interested in, but I I don't necessarily focus on the theme. So I thought that was quite interesting that the number of people that really zeroed in on the theme of um, ecology and systems and com um, you know complexity thinking. And um, I was also struck by the number of people who talked about the um, the warmth that they felt there, that even though it was spread out and, and um, people did say that networking was a little bit more challenging this year, um, that they did find it kind of a warm conference. And and uh, and also that a number of people said that it's such a great place to find those content experts. And, and that's where I really went, oh, I wish I was there because, you know, I find myself right in the middle of a, of a particular educational evaluation, which isn't really kind of my area. And I, I did kind of notice that both Amy and Pat, both of you do specialize in educational evaluation, so I might be talking to you. Um, but um, yeah, there did seem to be kind of a few themes that you could pull out from some of those interview responses. Am I am I kind of summarizing that correctly? This is Pat. Yes, I, I think so for sure. It was a great summary. And I, and this is Amy, and I would agree too. It's it's interesting. It it um, a couple of the uh, building on what Kylie said. A couple of the people really emphasized that unlike other conferences, that they felt it was really friendly. And like Kylie, I was sort of lamenting not being there because I thought, oh, what what fun, great to learn. But it's also such a pleasant and collegial um, conference where people will strike up conversations, even if you're from a different field. I really agree with that, and and I credit a lot of that to Susan Kistler, as as well as to some of the big names that come to the conference. They're so approachable. Um, you know, Ernest House was there this year, and that was wonderful to see him. And I went up to him and just said, "It's wonderful to see you." And he said, oh, "I'm so thrilled to be here." I mean, there's that kind of collegiality that that occurs there. And I met some new attendees and actually helped one of them in potent presentation slide clinic that was held on Wednesday night and she had great slides. We, we kind of tweaked them a little bit, but you know, I was excited for her as a first time attendee and first time presenter. And I said, this is the place to be the first time presenter because persons are very, very supportive uh, of you. And I think, um, I think Susan Kistler again has, has done a wonderful job at AEA and I think this is part of her legacy. Mm -hmm. I was kind of disappointed to hear yet again, we have another, um, you know, conference and, and hotel that isn't offering internet in all of the rooms. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, this drives me crazy. It's it's 2012 and everything we do is based on the internet. But, but conference hotels continue to kind of deny us or, or charge outrageous prices to bring this in. There seems to be an inverse relationship between, you know, 
the cheaper hotels, the, you know, the uh, internet is free. And then the more expensive hotels, the internet costs. So um, it is, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's the way that they, hotels think they can make some money. Um, hopefully they'll get with the program and see that internet should be free to everybody. And this won't be an issue in a few years. Pat, I did want to thank you. One of the people that you interviewed, she's actually an evaluator working in Lusaka, uh, Zambia, where I am. So I, <laughs> I'm immediately kind of fun, trying to find that person. So already I've, do, I've done a, a little bit of a, a connection through this. Yeah, if my only quip uh, to that I said to Pat was, what, no Canadians? <laughs> no, no. You got people from all around the world, no Canadians. Yeah. Uh, actually, somehow, somehow no Canadians. Well, actually, there's a question for you. Did you notice that any countries were a little underrepresented, either given um, uh, the location of the conference or, or maybe the economy? Uh, I mean, usually Canadians have a good showing there. What, what was your sense? Um, it's funny because I saw Gail Barrington, who's, who's a Canadian I know best, and then um, flew home into, well, flew back into Chicago to catch a flight home, um, sitting next to another Canadian. So I do think they were um, well represented. Actually, um, even though it, it seemed like there were fewer people there, I think that was a space thing. And um, this was, in fact, the largest AEA uh, conference ever. So I'm thinking that there was pretty good representation, at least across North America. I, I really don't know internationally, um, although I saw the folks I do know internationally, most of them had come. I guess uh, a couple questions uh, I wanted to ask you, um, of course, uh, turn the tables a little bit and, uh, and ask about your takeaways. Um, but I, I, I wonder if uh, you want to comment on how this year's conference for you personally compared to the ones in the past. Well, gosh, I, for me, I, I thought it was an excellent conference. Um, I thought there, I was busier at this conference um, just with some other duties and, and then some work that I couldn't, you know, say no to. So I had conference calls, but when I wasn't doing that, I was in presentations and, and going from presentation to presentation. And I saw a lot that were really high quality and got takeaways from almost every presentation I saw. So I thought, you know, from what I wanted to get from this, it was an excellent, excellent conference. What about you, Pat? Um, what was uh, your thought compared to others and, and any major takeaways for you? Well, again, similar to Amy, um, I had uh, some work with a client that was based locally, so missed some time on Thursday. But um, I actually uh, connected with a group of evaluators. We're all involved with uh, evaluation of a uh, post-secondary transition project for students with intellectual disabilities that are based in colleges and universities. And I co-presented with uh, a couple of colleagues and then um, attended some other sessions. And I've actually sent an email already to, to one of the folks um, who had some interesting ways to collect data from the program participants, the students themselves. So, I mean, that, and then we followed up with a brown bag lunch. There are a group of evaluators that we went, um, uh, met on Friday and went out to lunch together. So that was really, um, I, you know, for me, the networking is huge. The net, the conference itself, the number one takeaway is the networking. And then the pre-conference workshops are, are where I really, that's my professional development for the year. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. commented on that too. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I would also add, in addition to the networking path, I still 
I still like the validation that I get that, you know, as, as evaluators, we're not, we're not the most well-known field out there. And so I'll still sit in a session and when somebody, you know, confidently and knowledgeably talks about a logic model, I'll still be a little bit surprised like, oh, there's somebody else that does what I do and thinks the way that I do and talks the talk that I do. And I just find that so validating to be, you know, for a week within this whole community of practitioners. Yes, definitely. I, I, I agree completely. Yeah. It just, uh, it's revitalizing. Yeah, definitely. What about, I just wanted to ask um, you quickly, what about the keynote speakers? Were there kind of any aha moments or insights from them? Well, I, I attended the opening session and um, I definitely uh, right away could tell that um, that the potent presentations had um, had it was evident in the presentation for sure. Yeah, that's made an impact this year big time, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I really think it did. Yeah, much to, um, uh, much to the credit of uh, Stephanie Evergreen and others, uh, we heard a lot of that and anticipated that as well, working up to it. Amy? I was going to say Stephanie Evergreen, I think, was um, really key in, in those slides that were presented as part of the, part of the opening um, by uh, Rodney Hopkins. So... Um, Amy, I'm not sure. Did you get a chance to kind of give us your highlights or, you know, any other um, things that you want to share? Um, I think I did. Um, you know, it, takeaways, um, if somebody's looking for a little something to look at, um, they might look up Kelsey Price's um, presentation. So it's K-E-L-C-I Price's and she's with the Colorado Trust. Did really nice um, presentation on reporting and ways to improve reporting and her PowerPoint's available on the AEA library, and she has all her notes included. So if you look at the PowerPoint and read the notes along with it, um, you'll get a great, you know, great takeaway. That's that's great. And so, how long does it usually take before um, most people's presentations are uploaded? Are they all there now? I think many of them are there now, though it's hard to say with the storm how much that might have affected yeah. some persons getting things up. So it just depends. But I, I checked. I've checked uh, on Monday and Tuesday, and and. Boy, there were many new uh, presentations up there. Great. Well, I think um, we're getting to that point where we should probably uh, let Kylie uh, uh, get on with. uh, She's ahead of us in time zone, so she's got to get back to her family and celebrate Halloween. And I wanted to ask Amy and Pat if you have any uh, uh, last comments. I guess my last comment is that, um, you know, AEA's conference right now is annually. I'd like to keep that going on. And I think if persons go, I think you'll find a really welcoming conference atmosphere, um, great opportunities for professional development, whether you do the actual workshops beforehand or just, you know, taking the different presentations and would just suggest any evaluator attend. It's a, it's a great value. And I got to meet Pat there and that was a wonderful introduction. So that was the other takeaway I had. Thanks, Amy. And um, I would like to thank both uh, Kylie and James for the opportunity. Kylie, thanks very much for inviting me and inviting Amy. I really enjoyed doing the interviews. It was uh, uh, it, it was fun. So thank you. Well, listen, both of you, your uh, cub reporter badges are in the mail, and, uh, <laughs> so you can look for you can look for those. Um, but I do, yeah, we really want to thank you too, and uh, hopefully next year we will be both there in person, and uh, maybe we can go out for a beer or something, and do maybe a live episode or something live from AEA 2013. 
Yeah, no, that's uh, we definitely appreciate it. We we also know how much work it was um, and and time. You sound like you love it when you're doing it, but that's just like all of us evaluators. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you all. So thanks, everybody. And uh, for those listening to the podcast, uh, we just want to let you know that, uh, uh, again, you can find more information about uh, this year's AEA and the interviews uh, that Amy and Pat did on our website, adventuresandevaluation.podbean.com. Or you can give us uh, some feedback at our email, adventuresandevaluationpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if, if you have your own highlights from the conference, then please leave us a comment and, and let us know uh, what they are. Otherwise, happy Halloween, everybody, and uh, we will see you in a few weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.